You are tuned into the Dr. Tina Show with Dr. Tina Moore. For more, visit drtina.com. Welcome to the Dr. Tina Show. On this episode of the Dr. Tina Show, I am sitting down with my new friend and colleague, Dr. Scott Scher. Dr. Scher is an internal medicine physician specializing in hyperbaric oxygen therapy and health optimization medicine. Our conversation was an absolute blast. We got to nerd out about all things hyperbaric oxygen, functional medicine, and methylene blue. We even talked a bit about chiropractics. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did recording it. Let's jump in. Well, Dr. Scott Schur, I am so happy to have you here today. We met recently at the A4M conference, and I've actually seen you around. I've stalked you a little bit prior prior to that on the gram. I've seen you on some other podcasts, and I'm really excited to have you here today on the Dr. Tina Show. It's fantastic to be here. I, I like being stalked, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> I forget whose <laughs> from podcast. Afar, from afar. Well, I came upon you. I actually already followed you on Instagram and didn't really realize it when I met you. Um, you... I followed you because of hyperbaric oxygen. And and then I met you at the methylene blue. You can we'll talk about that. Um the booth. Somebody sent me over to you. They were like, you have to go talk to him. So uh it was actually a gal who works for another company, but she's like, you guys will just nerd out. You gotta go talk to him. <laughs> and we did. Yeah. And we did. So, in a very short order. Absolutely. Yes. So can you tell the audience about I don't know your origin story. How are you here and how did you cut this all come about? Oh, yeah. Let's let's go with the short story today. So I'm an internal medicine physician by training, and I specialize in hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And I use a very integrative approach to hyperbaric oxygen therapy that's very, very, it's much broader than just the chambers themselves. And I grew up the son of a chiropractor. And so I grew up very out of the box in New York on Long Island. And uh, as you know, and I'm sure have colleagues that are very similar chiropractors are kind of the, the OG as far as the alternative medicine pioneers. And, and he was from the very beginning, he was never a, a crack and back and neck and kind of out the door. He was changing people's diet. He was using other technologies. He eventually bought a building and had 15 or 30 other pr- practitioners in the office too. And so I grew up in that environment and I always knew that I wanted to find kind of my niche where I was doing something more holistic and more comprehensive and not just in the box or out of the box, but somewhere in between, you know, bridging that huge chasm that I saw on both sides, growing up the son of a chiropractor and then going to medical school and seeing the entirely different side of the coin. Working at a trauma center actually is where I found out about hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And that's mostly how it's used in the medical world. It's used in trauma, in carbon monoxide poisoning as well, uh, flesh-eating bacteria, necrotizing fasciitis, partial limb amputations, burns and diabetic foot ulcers and chronic bone infections and a lot of other things, about 14 things that are covered by medical insurance. And so I was in a trauma center doing some rotations when I was a third year medical student. And I really was blown away that I could see people go in on ventilators and I can see them walk out. So they were extubated inside the chambers and they would walk out of the chamber. This is for something like carbon monoxide poisoning, for example. And I was like, well, what is going on in those marine submarine looking things? And and I found out that it was very simple. It was just a combination of increased oxygen and increased atmospheric pressure combined in a chamber to drive a lot more oxygen in circulation and have all these amazing benefits, both acutely and also over the long term in a chronic kind of exposure and like with a, with a chronic protocol, with a, with a long term protocol, excuse me. And so after I finished medical school, I figured that that was going to be my sort of my niche because there weren't that many people that knew about hyperbaric oxygen therapy that could make me sound smart very quickly. 
and have something that could be really beneficial to a lot of people. And during that time, it was really unknown. This is back in like 2010, 2012. And Mm -hmm. people knew about hyperbaric therapy and maybe you'd heard about it in training too, Tina, but it was in the respect of used in the trauma setting, like I was describing. And the new research was coming out in the early 2010s where we were looking at stroke and traumatic brain injury and reflex sympathetic dystrophy and some of the dementias and also uh, surgical optimization and athletic recovery and, and a lot of other fields. And I was like, this is something that really could be helpful for a lot of people. But I also figured out very, very, very quickly that if you had a chronic issue and you just went into a hyperbaric chamber, oftentimes you didn't get the benefit that you could likely benefit. You could you likely see if you were actually doing more work pre-hyperbaric therapy. Mm-hmm. And this is what I call like the pre-optimization strategies of optimizing your foundational health. And this is things like functional medicine, comprehensive laboratory testing, targeted testing, you name it. And so I created a, a platform, an online platform, a virtual online advocacy and education website called integrativehbot.com. And now it's just my name, drscottshow.com. And, and that is where I will consult with people, clinics, lecture, all those kinds of things around the world on hyperbaric therapy on an individual basis, helping individuals and also helping people on a clinic basis, lectures, training, all those kinds of things. And it's not just about getting in the chamber. It's what are you doing before? What are you doing during? And what are you doing after therapy? That's so helpful. And then just to kind of finish up my story is that I gravitated towards uh, a foundational practice called health optimization medicine, which was founded by a colleague and mentor of mine, which is it's, there's functional medicine, which is sort of root cause, cause illness. And then you have health optimization, which is like what we call root cause health, just optimizing health. And so I, I kind of gravitated towards that as like the foundation of my integrative practice. And then that actual found that actual practice, health optimization medicine became a nonprofit organization that's educating doctors and practitioners. And in addition to that nonprofit, we have a for-profit company that has created a supplement line or formulas that are looking at optimizing and addressing bottlenecks along the path to optimizing your health. And that's where the methylene blue comes in. That's where the trochees come in. And that's where all those things that turn your mouth blue and orange and all those kinds of fun things in between. So on a day-to-day basis, I'm a clinician. I see patients, I work with clinics, I optimize health using hyperbaric therapy, but honestly, 80% of what I do is not hyperbaric therapy. It's everything else. And then 20% is getting people in the chamber. And then I I operate as the chief operating officer of our nonprofit as well as our for-profit companies. Oh, wow. Well, you're going to love this. I too am a chiropractor. I am an naturopathic doctor and a chiropractor. Oh, I I didn't know you were a chiropractor too. Okay. Yeah. I was a old school chiropractor in my brain. Uh, They are the OGs and I have a hyperbaric chamber in my house. (laughs) So I have a soft, I have a soft sided unit that was used to live in my clinic. My specialty in practice, I closed up shop right around the pandemic just because I had other things going on and I was having more fun with them. Um, But I ran a very successful regenerative medicine clinic, like old school prolotherapy from way back in the day, kind of regenerative medicine. And I would send everybody through the hyperbaric prior to treatment to especially if I was like extracting uh, adipose stem cells or platelet-rich plasma out of them just to kind of rile that system up and hopefully optimize, optimize their tissues that way. And so I just the other day, there were pillows and blankets in my yoga mats all over my hyperbaric chamber. And I was like, I need to get in this thing every day. What am I doing? I'm trying to get 
past this COVID, you and I were talking off camera about my COVID, my post COVID brain. And so I was like, well, damn it, I'm getting in my chamber every day. So yeah, it's certainly something we've been using a lot in patients with post COVID symptoms. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people uh, that are having these kinds of symptoms and post COVID brain fog and fatigue. And uh, there has been a little bit of research that's been done not a whole lot yet. And it's still you know, anything, anytime you talk about COVID and you talk about a treatment that's not proven, you always have to be careful. But at the same time, I mean, anecdotally, we're seeing some significant benefit, especially for the, uh, both actually, both for pulmonary focused COVID-like COVID symptoms that, that, um, that persist along with cognitive as well. A lot of it has to do though, as you know, Tina, with what was happening prior to getting the COVID exposure and, and what are those risk factors that are putting you at higher risk for having post-COVID syndrome or post-COVID symptoms, let's say. Uh, And oftentimes those have to be addressed as well. If you're not addressing some of those foundational things, you often are not seeing the whole picture. And so my father, who I was mentioning, the chiropractor, he does a lot of hyperbaric therapy in his office too. And and so he's got some mild chambers there. And so I've been seeing a lot of benefit. Actually, I work with a lot of clinics across the country with the post-COVID inflammatory aspects of that are that are sort of underlying a lot of the a lot of the neuro symptoms that people are having. You know, a lot of it is is inflammation focused or inflammation driven. So if we can decrease inflammation in the brain, we can see the brain start functioning better. And so that's what the chambers are really great for. They have a lot of different a lot of different mechanisms, but like the main mechanisms that I talk about all the time is that going into hyperbaric therapy does certain things immediately. It does things as soon as all that oxygen goes into circulation. And then there's, there's certain things that hyperbaric therapy does as a result of epigenetic expression changes that happen as a result of a, a protocol of hyperbaric therapy where oxygen is being exposed uh, to your DNA on a regular basis, usually five days a week, two days off for a period of time. That's what a hyperbaric protocol is all about. But what's happening immediately with all that oxygen going in circulation, you immediately obviously get a lot more oxygen in circulation. And as a result of that, if there's any tissue that's not getting enough oxygen, especially if there's an acute injury, so stroke, heart attack, uh, you've had a traumatic brain injury, you've had a you've had a spinal cord injury, you've had a, an injury to a limb or something like that. If you can get oxygen to that tissue in a higher amount, you're going to potentially prevent, prevent that tissue from dying because mm-hmm. you're getting more oxygen to that tissue. And again, just so your listeners remember, oxygen is really important for making energy. You can't make ATP. You can't get your cells to function. Your cells don't function without oxygen. Methylene blue can help, by the way, but we can talk about that later. But yeah, um, but in the, but what that's really what's happening in the immediate setting is that you're getting a bunch more oxygen circulation, so you're reversing low oxygen states. You're also immediately decreasing swelling and decreasing inflammation, decreasing pain, and you're improving flow. So you're improving flow into tissue, and you're improving improving excuse me flow out of tissue as well. So lymphatic flow. You're also killing bugs that do not like high oxygen environments. And you're also releasing stem cells. That's all happening almost immediately when you get into the chamber. And then you, over the long term, epigenetic expression is expressing genes that are responsible for growth and decreasing inflammation, and also expressing or downregulating genes that are responsible for inflammation itself and for apoptosis or programmed cell death. And so you have this sort of healing environment that gets stimulated as a result of a long term or a longer hyperbaric protocol. So you have angiogenesis, for example, you have those stem cells that are maturing into various types of cells that that are needed to regenerate or to optimize. You have um, 
what am I forgetting? Inflammatory cytokines that get downregulated as well. So uh, things like IL-6, IL-8, IL IL-12, and TNF-alpha that get downregulated. There's been some studies in inflammatory bowel disease that hyperbaric therapy is as powerful as steroids, as, wow. as, as an increase, as a decreased yeah, infl- inflammatory uh, cascade stimulator, right? And so there are a lot of different ways that inflammation sort of festers, but a lot of this has to do with cytokines that are just dysregulated over time in a tissue that's not human. So that's, that's in hyperbaric therapy. I think about it in sort of two major forks in the road. It's sort of the, the acute fork, which is the immediate infusion of all this oxygen. And then there's the, the other fork, which is the long-term benefits of a protocol, which are mostly epigenetic driven. So, yeah, it's so good. I was, so for the audience, listening, and I'm sure they've heard me talk about mitochondria in the past, but, you know, at the root of what I'm seeing with folks, and I am not in clinical practice, I will preface with that any any longer, but I have helped several people post-COVID, and I have, you know, friends, family, colleagues, and the, it seems at the root that there's a mitochondrial dysfunction piece, of course, where, I mean, most people living in the modern world have some kind of mod- mitochondrial dysfunction, and I always think of hyperbaric as really just being like the ultimate mitochondrial tool. And I know when mine are struggling, I just feel funky. I mean, I just the other day I was feeling just punk, like I woke up and I couldn't get going. And I couldn't get my brain on I couldn't get my body moving. And I just I didn't I felt almost low grade fluey. I just felt funky. And I have had a few days like that since COVID. And I have my past history, my audience knows this, I have suffered with long haulers from cytomegalovirus since I was in college. And so I I know the feeling well, and that's when I crawl into my hyperbaric. And within minutes, I mean, just being in there within minutes, my husband looked in the window and he's like, your face is pink again. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel better. <laughs> like it's just that fast. And so it's such a valuable, incredible tool. And I am I am grateful that I have one. I, I used to sell them to patients. I mean, as anybody who could, it's a, it's a steep ticket item, but anyone who could afford it, who really needed it, I think ultimately, you know, with the, with the price of going to get it at some of these centers and paying out of pocket for it, it really can behoove some people simply to just purchase one and have it in home. It's, it's a game changer. We know professional athletes are doing that. So I think what really comes to mind when you say that is there's a number of things. The first is that it's important to always, for me, remember that there's different types of chambers out there for people. And yes. one type of chamber might be good for you, but maybe not for another person. There are the mild units that you can get at the house. They typically go to 1.3 atmospheres of pressure. That's the equivalent of about 10 or 12 feet of seawater equivalent. So to take a quick step step back, we're simulating the amount of pressure you would feel under a certain amount of seawater inside your hyperbaric environment. That's what we're doing in the chamber. And then we're combining that with increased inspired oxygen. Typically we breathe 21% oxygen in a chamber, you can make that 60%, 100%, depending on what kind of oxygen mechanism you have to give you oxygen. And then it's the combination of the increased atmospheric pressure and the increased oxygen that drive more oxygen in circulation. Typically, oxygen is carried on red blood cells. Red blood cells are pretty well saturated, 97% if you check the pulse ox on your finger. That's typically how many sites are bound on your red blood cells for hemoglobin, which is the molecule that carries oxygen on your red blood cells. In a hyperbaric chamber, we actually diffuse oxygen directly into the plasma or the liquid of your blood. The plasma has very little oxygen in it at sea level, and we can increase the amount of oxygen circulation up to about 1200% or more 
because we can supersaturate that liquid, that plasma of your bloodstream. That's kind of what, it's the liquid that carries everything. Um, and this is something that like saline, for example, is a similar kind of concentration of salt and other, well, mostly salt is what's in saline, but it's a very similar concentration of salt in your plasma, for example. So in a mild unit, we can increase the amount of oxygen circulation. If you're actually, if you have extra oxygen with, with a face mask, for example, to about, about three to 500%. So that's about three to five times what you could be getting as you're breathing sea level air right now. If you're in a, a hard chamber, in a medical grade chamber, you can increase that up to about 12 times as much. Now, more is not always better though. That's the important thing here. So for more neurocognitive kinds of things, we use milder pressures, somewhere between 1.3, 1.75, sometimes as deep as 2.0. But typically most of the research that has been uh, that has been done on the neurologic side has shown benefit between 1.3 and 2.0. So in my neurologic patients and neurocognitive optimization patients, and also in my patients that are mostly healthy that are just looking to optimize on a day-to-day -day basis, the mild chambers are a very good option. And they can, as you have, and as I have at my house, you're probably not shocked that I have one, that I, you can use it for neurocognitive optimization. It can help with recovery, sleep, jet lag, um, overall performance, and lots of different things. However, now if you have like a lot of systemic inflammation, if you have autoimmunity, if you have a significant injury, if you have infection, for example, um, or inflammatory bowel disease, these are things that I usually use deeper pressures for, mm -hmm. because I find that there's more, the deeper you go, the more stem cells that are released because it's an oxidative load. The, the oxygen's coming in, it's creating energy, but it's also creating waste products of energy metabolism. And so that's not a bad thing because that oxygen as a waste product can actually help stimulate the things that I was talking about before, the new stem cells being released, the angiogenesis, the inflammatory markers going down. But that's why it's just important when you're thinking about hyperbaric therapy to think about it in, in the context of what you're using it for, what your goals are, right? And also at the same time, understanding the absolute need for you to do it right now versus the need for you to do it over the long-term if you have a chronic issue or a long-term goal. So if somebody comes to me and they've had acute injury yesterday, like a acute, acute concussion, for example, and they've gotten stabilized. We know they don't have a bleed, all that kind of stuff. And we get them in the chamber the next day. It's a very specific protocol uh, of just a couple of treatments, just to help with optimizing oxygen flow into the brain, helping with just revving up the whole process of, of wound healing. But if it's somebody that's had a long-term issue, they have maybe mild cognitive impairment, or they have long COVID, then it's about how can we optimize beforehand if possible doing some laboratory data, comprehensive kinds of things to try to really optimize their performance inside the chamber and outside the chamber as well. But to your, the last thing I would say is to your point about getting chambers to more people, that's one of my goals really has been over the last year is to find ways that more people can access hyperbaric therapy. And certainly there's medical grade facilities all over the place. And I work with a lot of them and I feel that a lot of them do a lot of great work, but I've also been working on finding new ways to get mild chambers to people's homes as well. And so rental options as well. So I work with a particular company that has some rental options, which is great. And then we're also hopefully going to be finding some other ways to make it easier for people to, to get these things in their homes as well, because they, they are, they're not a small ticket price, right. um, but you were alluding to the price of going to a medical grade facility. It is expensive to go. And so if this is something you're going to use over the long term for optimization for your family, uh, for other people to get into as well, that your loved ones, and this is what I do, I have family that goes in or friends that come in if they have issues or whatever. And of course, I, I screen everybody to make sure that they're safe to go in. 
it's a medical technology. It requires a prescription to get yes. into a medic into a chamber as well, just to be clear. But that's these are some of the reasons why having one in the house would be nice. Mm-hmm, for sure. When I closed my clinic up and I moved everything back to the house, somebody mentioned, they said, oh, are you going to sell your chamber? And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> are you kidding? This takes work to look like this. This is, <laughs> this is really my goal with having you on, Scott. I was like, he has got all the anti-aging tickets. <laughs> Oh, I got some. Yeah, you have a lot of them too. You're 75, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm 28. Um, I'm just kidding. I, I, I actually utilize uh, intravenous therapy. I would utilize intravenous therapy in uh, along with hyperbaric and just to drive that into the cells deeper. And I, I found that to be really helpful too. I was Dr. Paul Anderson. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine and he's the one who turned me on to all of this years ago. And of course he's, he's the guru when it comes to like, you know, neuro inflammatory conditions, et cetera. So I immediately, with well, the minute I, I learned about it, I went out and bought one. I mean, it was like, no brainer for me, you know, this is and and when we say when we say high ticket, I think people wonder what what just so the audience knows, like, what's a general cost for a home unit? Not that I'm trying to sell them to anyone. I just want people to know what they're looking at. Yeah, so they range, there's like on the lower end of the range, it's somewhere between eight and 10k. And then on the higher end of the range is somewhere between 20 and 25. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And of course, like anything else, you get what you pay for in life. But the technology is about the same no matter which type of chamber you get, but it's all the services, it's the it's the longevity of the chamber, and there's, and there's all these kinds of things. And and yet Paul is one of the pioneers of yeah. of, of using hyperbaric therapy in an integrative context. And I've I've been following his work for a long time, and I have a lot of naturopathic friends that have trained under Paul as well. And I've heard him speak at conferences over the years. And what he does is very similar to what I do, except from more of a a performance longevity perspective. I work a lot of uh, with a lot of people, like a lot of athletes, a lot of people that want to perform on, on top of their game. I used to live in Silicon Valley for many years, so a lot of CEOs and those kinds of guys and and women that really wanted to be cognitively on all the time or when they needed to be. And so I worked on understanding how what you could do kind of before you went into the chamber, what you could do during in the chamber if you had a chamber that you could bring some things in there, for example, and what you could do after to kind of optimize your your experience and optimize your performance. And so um, the the before, the after stuff is really mostly related to detoxification and just recovery. And so things like sauna, for example, and, and pulse electromagnetic field technologies, vibration plates, those kinds of things are what I would usually emphasize for most people, because if they're mo- like most people, they're working too hard and sleeping too little. So you really want to give them as much recovery things to do as opposed to doing more and trying to work harder and right. because it, people are working hard enough. That's not the issue job. most of the time. So. Yeah, this is a job between <laughs> yeah. all the biohacking thing. I hate the word biohacking, but between all the things I do in a day, it's, it's, it can be work. And I, and I, I fully acknowledge, uh, my privilege on this, that I have access to these things. And I it was an early adapter and I ha, you know, have the means and the space to have them, but I do love my sauna, cold plunge, pemp, red light, you know, hyperbaric, some combo of that, you know, I can usually get myself out of a funk with some version of that. The cold will do it every time. I know, right? That would be all day. That's what we would do all day. (laughs) I don't have all day. I either, I either sauna and cold plunge or I hyperbaric. So I'm trying to kind of No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I also use cold after hyperbaric therapy because what you can do there is that once you have all that oxygen in circulation, when you're in the chamber, 
you have about 30 minutes afterwards where all that oxygen kind of remains and it slowly, if you want to call it slowly, over that last 30, over 30 minutes after you get out of the chamber, it's going to dissipate out of your plasma. But you can actually leverage that because you can do a number of different things with all that oxygen in circulation. You can actually do something strength-wise or optimization-wise. You can use it. Now, I've, I've talked to athletes about this. It's just not practical. Like if you're like, imagine you're a cyclist and you want extra oxygen carrying capacity. Ideally, it would be great if you went into a hyperbaric chamber then immediately did your race because you had 30 minutes where you had extra oxygen carrying capacity. But in the practicality of it, it just doesn't work. It's just really hard for that to do. However, if you're doing something like cold right afterwards, you're going to squeeze down all your blood vessels. You're going to vasoconstrict big time and you're going to perfuse your major organs for the time that you're under cold. And then you yes. let it go and you're, all that oxygen is going to go to your periphery. It's because you're going to vasodilate big time. And so I've, I have a company called HBOT Plus, and this company is developing technology and protocols, mostly on the integration side, which I've developed over many years and just kind of, let's call it codifying it into ways that you can integrate these other technologies, these other practices, supplements, diet, hydration, all these kinds of things with your hyperbaric therapy so that you can really truly benefit from it. And one of the protocols is called the optimal focus protocol. And it's really simple. You just make sure you mineral hydrate before and during, if you can, your hyperbaric therapy. And then afterwards, you just get cold. If you have a cold shower, you get into the cold shower. If you have a cold plunge, as you do, I don't have one of those yet. At some point I will, but I don't have one yet, but I live in Colorado. So maybe I can go outside in the snow and roll around. You do right a now. snow angel. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> and so, but you do that for just two to four minutes and then it's that lymphatic so you have that vasoconstriction because of the cold, and then you have that release. That's why you, you warm up after you finish the cold. And that's why you mm -hmm. feel so great. You have all those endorphins and endocannabinoids that are just doing so amazing things to your brain and your whole body gets that blood flow and all that oxygen still there. So you're going to be able to get all that oxygen to your periphery and then lymphatically, you're going to be able to detox well. So it's a really nice little combination. Oh, I love that. Thank you for that idea. I'm going to, I'm going to take you up on it and I'm going to tell you about it after. I Please do. Yeah. I haven't done the amazing. snow angel yet. I have to try that. I, I had a friend, uh, you know, um, uh, oh, I can't think of his last name, Jimmy. It's living low carb. Jimmy Moore. Yes. Well, we have the same last name. How did I forget the see my COVID brain? I was like, Jimmy, I, he's like, he's the living low carb. That's Jimmy living low carb. Yeah. He head. was one of the first podcasts I ever did actually. Oh, amazing. Yes. I can't believe I, I forgot his name for a moment. We have the same last name. Anyway, he was out in the snow. He's cold plunging like a machine these days on Instagram. And he was out in the snow covering himself up with snow. And I thought it was so cute. He's such a lovely human. Yeah. He's a big teddy bear. Yeah. He's the OG like health influencer from back well, with in the, the day. ketogenic side. And he's been doing podcasts more than most people have been alive at this point mm -hmm. in, in the biohacking optimal performance space. So yeah, certainly a lot. Yeah. I mean, I've, I worked with the ketogenic diet for many, many years, especially like back in 2000, 2013, when the first paper came out with ketogenic diet, metastatic model of cancer and hyperbaric therapy with yes. Dom D'Agostino and, and his work. And so Dom and I became pretty fast friends. And then it was him on a podcast with Dave Asprey back in 2013 that I got, in, I got introduced to the world of biohacking and optimal performance and I was involved in it with Bulletproof a little bit back in the day. I helped on some of the initial stuff with the Bulletproof or upgraded labs before it became upgraded. It was Bulletproof at the time. And that's how I got really infused into the, the biohacking optimal performance world. And 
And that's how I got more involved as well in understanding that it wasn't just about these technologies and getting into the cold plunge and hyperbaric therapy and all this stuff is great. And it really does help a lot of people. But if you're not doing like the day-to-day things, like op- like your diet, your, yes. your supplements, your uh, like doing comprehensive testing and, and having a meditative practice and all these kinds of other things, getting outside and getting sunlight, not drinking Pepsi then or not having McDonald's every day, like not having alcohol every day, whatever it might be, like then the rest of the stuff is just, you know, why, you know, to some degree. So um, you're spending all this money, but if you're not doing the the basic stuff. And so I kind of went like a lot of people do in the biohacking space. And I would be guilty of this. Like, you're like, Oh, what all these toys, it's it's so much fun. And like all these toys and and I got the sauna and I have obviously hyperbaric therapy, but I kind of got grounded back into the basics after that. And and that's kind of where health optimization medicine fit in for me as a, as a grounding foundational practice for my patients and my clients, and then the supplements as well as a way to kind of methodically put people through a program where they're optimizing their health. And at the same time, using supplements or biohacking technologies to now take them to the next level when they have that resilience from a cellular biochemical perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're not doing the basics, you're, you you don't get anywhere. It's, it's tried and true. And it's the, it's in naturopathic medicine, we call it basic treatment guidelines. And if you're not following them, there's no foundation, right? You got to build the foundation of your health house or your, what I found in the biohacking community was a lot of super stressed out, burned out entrepreneurs, all their lab work looks almost the same. I want to call it like there needs to be an ICD 10 code for, <laughs> or for, you know, the entrepreneur laboratory uh, handout. And it, they, we're using these biohacking tools to just sort of keep alive and to stay afloat. And that's not, I mean, ideally, that's not what we're going for here. We're trying to really optimize, not just stay, you know, and I was in that camp. That's one of the main reasons I closed my practice. I had way too many good opportunities going on um, for income and for things that were really just jazzing up my soul. And I was loving and something had to go because I was finding myself chronically in this cycle of pneumonia and pneumonia, pneumonia, and something had to go. And that was the easiest one to let go of, to be honest with you. Clinical practice is hard. It's it's not an easy thing to do, to be with people and to help them. Um, And so I resonate and I, and I feel for those kinds of decisions that people have to make in clinical practice. I certainly know many uh, practitioners that have left clinical practice because of a lot of different reasons, but a lot of them have to do with their own personal health most yeah. of the time. Uh, for me, I, I feel best when I have a balance between clinical practice and also having lots of other ways to help people in entrepreneurial ways and yeah. uh, and also education ways. And that's I know that's a big thing for you too, Tina. It's like how can you really reach a larger audience? And you know, there's only one of you or one of me, but we can certainly have platforms like you do and and reach a lot more people and kind of diffuse the message of, of different ways of approaching health and and novel approaches that can be very simple and very, very impactful. So what I like is that I can I can practice on my patients still and and see how how things work and and how they can and how things have to transition because I think a lot of times in every space, in the biohacking space and supplement space, and it's we have this natural predilection to think that one thing is going to work the same way for everybody. It's like, oh yeah, you take the supplement, you're going to feel great, right? Like or you're going to, you know, you're going to take, you're going to sleep well because you you decided that you were going to wear a nightshade or something. You're going to wear like an eye mask, but it just doesn't work that way. People don't follow books, and that's what you learn in medical school and naturopathic school, and 
And that's what you, you've had so many years of clinical practice to know that as well. So that, you know, everybody's really, and, and that's really where medicine and clinical practice is going is that everything has to be individualized. I can't give everybody the same hyperbaric protocol. I can't tell everybody to take the same amount of methylene blue every day. It just, it doesn't work that way. And if anybody tells you that their practice or their supplement or their thing works exactly the same way for everybody and it's the cure-all, it's, it's, it's a little bit scary. <laughs> so suspect. I, suspect yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I don't love hawking supplements yet. I do sell supplements because my audience asked for them and I tried to provide them with high quality options, but it's not, um, it's not something I push hard in. It's not something that it's definitely not one size fits all. And you know, people will message you and say, what can I take for this? I'm like, that's not how it works. I I'm interested in the human being. I'm not interested in the, you know, slew of symptoms. I mean, the slew of symptoms is telling me a story, but I'm interested in why the person's homeostasis is out of whack and why are they presenting in this way? That's far more of the challenge to address than apply a pill for an ill, which is very much that allopathic model. And I hate to say the naturopathic model is going that way as as well. Uh, You know, and, and I do, it's funny talking about chiropractics is that is where I go back to. My heart really is, I mean, I love naturopathic medicine, but old school naturopathic medicine really is the hybrid of, you know, chiropractors back then were both. They were very often both. And that, whatever that is, whatever that vein is, that's where I'm at. And so that's why I I don't love the word biohacking, but I get that we are using these tools and and these fun gizmos. But at the end of the day, when people say, how much sauna, what temperature, what, how long, what's the duration? And I'm like, dude, this is old school hydrotherapy to me. This is not, this is water cure. This isn't about if you get in at 150 degrees for 20 minutes, then this specific thing will happen. That's interesting, but I don't really care because at the end of the day, it's what the person, the individual can tolerate. When I had COVID, you and I were talking off camera about how helpful COVID or sauna was for COVID. Um, just, getting through the process and, and helping our bodies through that. I couldn't handle 120 degrees for five minutes. My body was, was giving me a hard no on that. And I was just in there today, you know, rocking 130 for 40 minutes feeling great. So it's, I love these therapies because, and I try to tell this to my audience and the cold plunging. Um, I, I'm not keen on getting into 30 degrees, although I know the health benefits of it. I also like taking a tepid bath. I, I like, you know, just I, I like taking it just a very room temperature water bath. There's health benefits to that too that go way back to old school hydrotherapy. And and so I always say this is your medicine. This is this is, you know, especially with hot and cold, this in water, this is the medicine of the people to apply however suits them where they're at at the time. You may wake up in the morning and not feel so great and you can't handle extreme temperatures or you may feel like a rock star and you get a super big rush out of a super hot sauna session. But, you know, they see the Joe Rogans and they see this hardcore, everything's hardcore. And I'm like, dude, it's not about that. It's about meeting your body where it's at and stoking the vitality so that you get a little bit better every single day. And they're wonderful tools to take you out of those lows, you know, whether it's chronic illness or diabetes or some lifestyle mediated thing, or whether it's post Rona, you know, it's how can we get this individual homeostasis back in check and get all systems go. And that's where a lot of these therapies to me are. um, I I realize there's science behind them on dosing, but at the same time, it's kind of like, we got to meet the person where they're at. So we can't tell people that's why we don't give medical advice online. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? You bring something up that I, I talk to people about a lot, and it's like a really hard concept. It's it's called intuition, intuitive <laughs> eating, intuitive you know, feeling of how your body is. And there's some people that are really good at this, but most of us in Western society are not very good at this at all because we're in our we're in our head most of the time. We're thinking too much instead of feeling, and so that's why I'm very I'm very emphatic with most of my clients and the people that I work with is that we have to have some sort of practice that gets you in your body. And so what's obviously meditation is very good at that. And there's lots of different ways that you can approach it, lots of different types of meditation, but also some of these extremes, right? These adaptive therapies, the sauna, the cold, there are other ways to get out of your head, because if you're going to stay in cold for two minutes or four minutes, if you listen to your head, you wouldn't stay in there for more than 30 seconds. So there's these other ways of becoming more intuitive with how you feel. And so that's one thing that I usually emphasize with my clients a lot. And the second thing is that, you know, I, I usually have a basic idea of what kinds of supplements and what kinds of milligram dosages and things that people need. And also on, on the hyperbaric th- on the hyperbaric side, how much hyperbaric therapy they need, like what protocol that they would be best to do. And then, um, but oftentimes I'm found, I've found over the years that it can be very diagnostic if somebody has an issue in the chamber, if they feel worse in the chamber, for example, or if they feel worse taking a particular type of supplement, methylene blue is actually a very great diagnostic tool for me because if people take it and they feel great, they're usually pretty well optimized, but if they, they take it and they don't feel so good, they feel more fatigued, they feel headaches, they feel worse. That means that their mitochondria need a lot of support. Mm. So you can get, you can get like these sort of diagnostic tools using these various supplements that you know, quote unquote, should make you feel a certain way. But if cold makes you feel like shit, like if you go into cold for two minutes and then you're down for the count for three days, that's telling you something Yep. or, or the same thing with the sauna. If you can't tolerate a sauna for more than five minutes without feeling fatigued for uh, several days afterwards, that's also telling you something. So these are diagnostic tools on some level that are giving you an indication of how, how, how optimized you are on the cellular level and what kinds of things that you may want to consider to do to, uh, to help address those. And that, usually that means testing. Usually that means really getting more granular, uh, in your guts and your hormones, uh, in your guts. It sounds like funny in your gut, <laughs> in your gut and uh, like on your hormone testing, like cellular testing, metabolomic testing is what we use in health optimization medicine, for example. So we do a lot of that. And, and so for me, it's always about, like you said, meeting people where they are, but also having a very good dialogue with the sort of diagnostic uh, benefit of some of these things when you start working with with them and understanding how you have to change things over time. That's why it has to be personalized. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's buildable. You know, you you can you can start somewhere with with cold. Uh, when my vitality is feeling low, I just I might just stand outside the tub and just dunk my arms in. Or if I'm feeling more adventurous, I might do legs and arms, and that's very old school German hydrotherapy. You know, and then if I'm feeling it, I might just hop right in and and do the whole thing. And it, again, how long you last, the temperature, all of those variables, that's the beautiful thing. It's hormesis, right? It's just that idea that you can hormetically stress a system and then rest and refeed it and it will thrive in, in favor, you know? And so for those who do have problems or have pretty, I mean, I've had pretty crapped out mitochondria before and I did not know what was going on. Um, I was so grateful for the tools I had learned in school because these are just, we're just, again, stoking that vitality. And, and to me, it's very energetic too. If you energetically do not want to do something, probably shouldn't do it that day, you know? And it's hard, like you said, with intuition, it's hard to decide what is 
inertia and what is, you know, in intuition, but I am very like, I can walk in a room and just vibe the energy and be like, nope. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very in tune with my energy, but women tend to be better than men. Oh yeah. I know when my histamine's starting to go up just even so slightly, I get a little tingly feeling and I'm like, oh, what did I eat? What, you know, what have I, where, what's going on? But listening to our bodies and getting to that point where I think if patients are consistently moving towards, um, wellness as the goal, like I said, 1% better every day. That's why I love, I really want to talk to you about hyperbaric because, and I'm glad we did because it's, it is a passive tool. And then we apply the active tools, which exercise, cold, heat. I mean, those are somewhat passive, but they are active in that you're sitting in the sauna and it's starting to get hot and you want to run sometimes. You want to just like, I got to get out of here. And you have to sit with yourself and come to a place in your head where you're like, I can manage this. Or sometimes it's a hard no. And I just open the door, cool down and get out, you know? And so I'm just sharing this with the audience because I get a lot of questions about specifics and I'm like, it's not that simple. These are One size does not fit all, as you said. So- I'm very careful with my hyperbaric protocols as well, especially in people that have a higher level of inflammation, if they have a high le- higher level of oxidative stress ongoing, if they have chronic autoimmune problems, if they have chronic infections, you have to be very careful. You don't want to put somebody at a very, very deep pressure right away without a lot of support. And you also want to go down slowly. Oftentimes you want to mm-hmm. grade their pressure down to a place where it could be more therapeutic if you can, but you have to start low. Or start start slow and so not not as a not as a deep a pressure and then go down as you go. So it's it's very important to kind of know how people are starting and then support them along the way. So you talked about IVs earlier. So certainly using IV therapy to help with energy metabolism, helping with oxidative load. I've used that a lot over the years in patients with chronic infections, for example, chronic mold and and other chronic autoimmune issues, and had a lot of success helping people support their system along with getting into hyperbaric therapy and helping with that oxygen killing bugs or helping with new blood vessel formation, angiogenesis, decreasing inflammation, swelling, all those kinds of things, you know, everything from, you know, chronic Lyme disease to autoimmune problems to now patients with long COVID or even, you know, post-vaccination issues too, which I'm, which I'm seeing a lot after the, the booster shots, unfortunately. And, and people typically get better, but like helping with that inflammatory uh, cascade that can happen is, is significant. And I've, and I've certainly seen a lot of benefit from the chambers, but always, as you said, it's not one size fits all. So I have a range of understanding of where I want to go with people. And then we start at the, the, the smaller or the, the less of that range. And then we can kind of dive deeper depending like I do that a lot. I'll start at 1.3 or 1.5 and then try to get down to 1.75 and and if it's like a Lyme patient, for example, we really want to go deeper, for example, like to, to really kill bugs to 2.0, 2.4. Mm-hmm. But I can't often start there if they have neurologic symptoms. We do 1.3, 1.5 for a couple of weeks, decrease brain inflammation. And then as long as they're being supported with other, with like a Lyme, with a Lyme literate physician, for example, or somebody else helping with detox strategies, then we can go deeper 2.0, 2.4 to kill bugs and help with the detoxification and the lymphatic aspect and the gut aspect that really need to be addressed at the same time to really see the benefit there. So I wish I could tell people and, I, and clinics always ask me this in patients. It's like, well, what, what's my protocol for a concussion? What's my protocol for Lyme disease? I'm like, well, right. let's it varies. tease that out. And this is why I, I often say that hyperbaric therapy is my smoke screen. It's my, it's the therapy that I've put my, you know, put my line in my, in the sand, that this is what I do. And this is what I know a lot about. But if you come to me and say, 
Dr. Scott, I, I have chronic headaches. Can the hyperbaric chambers help me? I would say yes, but let's talk about all these other things beforehand to really make sure that it's going to help you over the long term. Certainly, there are some studies that show hyperbaric therapy can help get rid of a headache right away if you have a migraine or especially a tension, not a tension headache, a cluster headache. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. It's a an immediate resolving of the ton of cluster headaches getting into inside of a hyperbaric environment. But over the long term, why are you getting cluster headaches? Why are you getting migraines? Right. And really driving deep into that. So, and that's where some of these other, let's call them quick fixes, in the in the idea of understanding that the quick fixes are being done in the concept of really understanding understanding your foundational health and also approaching it that way can be very, very helpful. So supplements, for example, or the ones that I, you know, like that we were talking about before that, that you, that you carry or that I carry in my, with my company, they really can help address some of these sort of pinpoint targeted issues that you're having along with, we hope optimizing your health over a, a, a bigger framework or a larger framework. Absolutely. I gave myself a headache the other day with a hyperbaric. I was, I was dehydrated and I went, I went too long and I thought, you know, I can back off a little bit and dial this down for that's the, again, it's buildable. And I think if more people were open to that idea that a, you probably should work with somebody. I always refer, even when it comes to strength and conditioning, I'm like, hire a coach, work with someone who can get you where you need to go safely, period, at the end of the day. And two, be patient with oneself because this is a process. This is a journey, not a destination. And we all depending on the day, might need to dial it back or dial it up. And that's the beauty of the human body, right? There's no, this is not a, like you said, there's not a protocol that is going to suit everybody appropriately. Yeah, my, my colleague, uh, Dr. Ted, who founded Health Optimization Medicine, very, very smart guy. He said something very simple. It took you this many years to get to where you are. You can't expect that tomorrow you're going to be where you want to be. Yep. And so it, it's really a process. I mean, there are things that can be quick fixes in quotes, but oftentimes there's going to be a downside to those quick fixes if you're not looking at optimizing your health and your foundation at the same time. So for example, some of our products at Transcriptions, the company, the nonprofit, uh, sorry, the for-profit company that we that we run that has these formulas that are called trochies. These are dissolvable lozenges that go between your cheek and your gums, uh, your cheek and your teeth, excuse me, on the top part of your mouth, and they dissolve over 15 to 30 minutes. These are titratable precision dose formulas that optimize brain health. They optimize mitochondrial health, and they help with relaxation, anxiousness, and stress, depending on the formula. These are precision dose formulas, and they work really well. But one of them, one called blue canatine, for example, this has two stimulants in it. It has nicotine and has caffeine in it, along with methylene blue and CBD. So four ingredients in this trochee productivity, focus, memory, energy, they're all going to go up. You're going to feel great for three to five hours, but it has two stimulants in it. So if you're already overclocking yourself on stimulants and you take more stimulants, you may not feel very good if you're taking more or if your body's highly inflamed and doesn't do well with stimulants because of that, this may not make you feel very good. For example, Um, you take it at low dose, it can certainly be helpful, but if you're optimizing Overall, it's, it's going to be a much more robust response and much more sustainable response. The methylene blue is very interesting in it, though. Methylene blue is a very supportive compound. It's been around a long time. We know it helps with energy production, 
in the mitochondria in various ways, about five different ways only in the mitochondria itself, along with changing the conformation of red blood cells and making more oxygen get dumped off into tissue and, and all, a lot of different crazy things and amazing things that methylene blue does. So we're trying to, with our formula, support you with methylene blue and CBD at the same time we're giving you nicotine and caffeine in this particular compound or this formula to help ramp up your production. But if you're not ready for that, we also have a, a compound, uh, uh, one other trochee that's just methylene blue by itself. That's called Just Blue. And that one is purely methylene blue. And that's a fantastic mitochondrial optimizer. So we know methylene blue has all these amazing qualities. And so it helps with oxygen utilization in the mitochondria. It works just like oxygen in the mitochondria itself and also becomes a, an antioxidant. It also becomes an electron sink. So it mops up free electrons in the mitochondria itself. So it helps protect your mitochondria. So it's neuroprotective at the same time. So we're using it in, in the functional optimization space, the viral space, all these other kinds of spaces as well, because at higher doses, it's an anti-infective. That's how it was initially brought to market back in the 1890s. It was actually a treatment for malaria and for urinary tract infections. And, and it's also being used in uh, Lyme patients and co-infections with, uh, I think it's Babesia or Bartonella. I can't ever remember. I think it's Babesia, but one of the two. And actually, no, I think it's Bart Bartonella. But in any respect, it's been used as an anti-infective at higher doses. So in my practice, I use methylene blue a lot as a way to improve energy production and also as an antioxidant when I'm getting people into the chambers, especially. Do you like to dose it prior to or during the hyperbaric experience? Uh, the way our trochees work is that they're dissolvable lozenges in your mouth. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, they're very rapid acting. So what I will do typically is if, if I'm going to do it that way, I'm going to let it dissolve in my mouth, right. Starting right before I get into the chamber. And then while I'm in the chamber as well, uh, there is also with the just blue trochees, the pure methylene blue trochees that we have, these are mitochondrial optimizers, as I mentioned. And the beautiful thing about methylene blue is that it's almost hundred percent bioavailable. Mm -hmm. So that means everything that you're going to take, whether it's in your mouth or if you swallow it is going to get absorbed into the system. So you can't say that about a lot of supplements. And that's why we use a trochee. Actually, trochees are great for that. The ones in your mouth that dissolve because it's directly going into your mucosal lining here. And it doesn't get, uh, it doesn't get uh, inactivated by your liver, which is basically bioavailability of supplements, which you know very well. And I'm sure your audience knows. And so we have to worry about that with some of the other products, but with methylene blue, because it's so highly bioavailable in the clinical setting, I'll use, I'll have people swallow the methylene blue trochees. And then 15 to 30 minutes later, that's when it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a higher level in your system. So I usually wait if that's the case. So it depends on what the situation for me personally, I'll, if I swallow it, it's usually about 30 minutes or an hour before I go into the chamber. And then it'll be at higher capacity in my in my vascular system at that point when I'm inside the chamber and getting my treatment. But if I'm letting it dissolve in my mouth, I can do it right before because it's going to get, it's going to be immediately absorbed that way. So yeah, that's how I use it. And then for my patients, it depends on what their indications are. If it's, if it's more neurocognitive, I like them to, to try to dissolve it in their mouth if they can. Um, if it's more, if it's more mitochondrial optimization systemically, then I'll have them just swallow it as well. That works too. 
If you're a regular listener of the Dr. Tina show, you know that my post-COVID brain was real. It was very frustrating for me as I am normally whip smart and I did not enjoy having my cognition slow down after having that virus. While this is in no way, shape or form prevention, treatment or cure for COVID or post-COVID, I want to share with you what I did to get my brain back online. The first thing I did obviously was dial in my sleep, my nutrition, my hormones, my exercise, all the things I always talk about. I just made sure there wasn't any wiggle room for screwing that up. The other big needle mover was I quit drinking alcohol as of January 1st, 2022. And that was just a complete game changer. If you've never given up alcohol for a month or more, I highly suggest it. I'm not going back. My brain finally is working. I also have been taking an array of supplements, one of them most notably being BrainSpark. BrainSpark is my favorite nootropic from my Dr. Tina line. You can find it inside the Dr. Tina store. If you haven't tried it yet, I highly suggest you do. It is a blend of nutrients and nootropics that really support healthy cognition, one of my favorites. And then I was lucky enough to meet Dr. Scott Scher at an anti-aging conference, and he shared with me a sample of his product, Just Blue, by Troscriptions. Just Blue is a methylene blue trochee that you dissolve in your cheek or in your mouth, turns your mouth a really cool shade of blue, like a Smurfy blue, and I know methylene blue to be one of the most powerful mitochondrial optimizers on the planet. I was excited it was in a trochee delivery because I know it intravenously, but that can get messy and there's needles involved, which people don't love. I was so excited that this was in a quick, readily absorbed trochee form. And uh, Scott Gate was kind enough to give me a few. It changed the whole week for me. I thought it was just phenomenal. I made sure to get it inside my store immediately. It is here for you guys to check out. If you use the coupon code JUSTBLUE15, that'll give you 15% off when you purchase JUSTBLUE along with BrainSpark. The two of those together should really get your brain sparking and your cognition turned on. JUSTBLUE users report high definition focus, sustained energy lifts, improvements in endurance, deeper meditations, improvements in sleep, and more. This product is pure methylene blue, no junk, no filler, 16 milligrams of pharmaceutical grade purity and potency tested methylene blue. It's scored so you can break it up and change the dosing on it to whatever suits your needs. And if you use the coupon code JUSTBLUE15 inside the Dr. Tina store, that's store.drtina.com, you'll get 15% off Just Blue and BrainSpark today. I hope you'll give it a try and report back and let me know how your brain's doing. I love those products. You gave me some samples at that conference and then I wandered around with a blue mouth smiling at people <laughs> for days. And I have been so thankful to have them because they come in, they're scored so you can change the dosage. And they've really been helpful to me uh, when I, you know, when I got back. For, so I had COVID, got over COVID, and then headed to Vegas, got married spent some time in Arizona, came back to Vegas to the conference, saw you. By that point, I was just exhausted. And yeah, I got home. And I, I'm telling you, I, well, I found your product a few days after I got home. They were amongst my stash of things. And I was so grateful when I found them and I utilized them. You have another product in there that is orange colored that has kava and some other things. Can you talk about that? Because I'm going to be stocking these in my store soon and I want the audience to understand how they work. That product has been phenomenal for me 
when I get ever so often I get uh, the nighttime, my brain just it's like my vampire syndrome. Yeah, it just starts going. And then I start getting anxiety because I start thinking about all the things. And I have found I've walked into the bathroom at night in the middle of the night, just like, oh, man, this has got to stop. And there's your product. And it's just been so I want to thank you because it's really phenomenal. I'm, I don't say that about a lot of uh, things that I've taken for sleep aids. And that product has been so nice day or night to really just zen out the nervous system. This is called TroCom. And the reason that it helps so much in the respect you've just described is it shuts down that rumination. It shuts down that like those, those thought loops that people can get before they go to bed. So in essence, it's not really a sleep aid per se. It's more for calm. It's more for relaxation, for tension relief to take the edge off. And so I have some, uh, I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago with a friend and he takes it before he does podcasts. It's just a small quarter of it. And that just helps his performance anxiety aspect mm-hmm. where it is, if we all know if we're really stressed about something, our frontal lobes shut off and we stop thinking. We just, we're in fight or flight mode. And so if you can take something that just calms you down, takes the edge off just a little bit, then you can actually let that blood flow get back to that frontal lobe and your executive function turns back on and you can be the person that you want to be. And so at lower doses, as you said, Tina, these are, they're called trochies and they're, they're scored into fourths. So you can actually break them up into small fourths, one fourth of a trochee, a half of a trochee, a full trochee, depending on what you need. And so what we found is that for like a quarter dose is really great for that performance anxiousness, anxiety that people get when they're looking to do something that's stressful, speaking in front of people, podcasts, lectures, um, even in large crowds at dinner and you don't know everybody and you want to be more relaxed just a little bit. Um, and then more, the more you take, the more relaxed you're going to feel. And so, and the more that your, your brain is going to stop those ruminating thoughts. And so we've been doing a lot of testing with it and it works really great for people like yourself. And I, I would include myself in this too, where sometimes my brain won't shut off at night and you just keep having those, you know, cognitive loops that just don't stop. Yep. And, and so this is great to just relax all of that. And it does it because it has four different ingredients in it that kind of work synergistically. One of them is, you were mentioning, is called kava. Kava is uh, very well known. It's been around for thousands of years in the Pacific Islands. It uses a drink uh, for many years. We use what's something called 30% kavalactone kava, which is, the kavalactones are the active ingredient in kava. And it actually stimulates the GABA system, the GABA neurotransmitter system. And this is the system in the body, in the brain that helps relax neurologic or neuron firing. So it slows down brain firing. It helps you relax. So we have kava in there. We have CBD. Everybody knows CBD these days. Uh, CBD is a fantastic molecule itself from the cannabis plant or the hemp plant. For us, it's all hemp derived stuff here. And in Oregon, I know it doesn't matter. You guys can do whatever you want, but in other places, <laughs> we got to worry about this still. Um, so it's hemp derived CBD, and then it's got hemp derived CBG, kind of bigerol. And that CBG is a really interesting cannabinoid that works on different receptors. It doesn't work on the CB1 and CB2 receptors as much as it works on the PPAR receptors and some other toll-like receptors and other things that help with sensitivity to temperature and sensitivity to pain, which is very interesting. And so we think that's one of the reasons why it just decreases your overall sort of reactivity sensitivity in general. And so that's why CBG is in the formula. And then the fourth is called nicotinyl GABA. And this is a GABA attached to a vitamin B3. It's a very novel 
combination that makes GABA more permeable across the blood-brain barrier. The, the blood-brain barrier is set up to prevent various things from getting in, like infection and, and, and other things, um, and it kind of walls itself off from the rest of the immune system to help protect it. But GABA itself is a, is a fantastic neurotransmitter to help relax the brain. But if you take GABA orally, it doesn't work because it's not bioavailable almost at all. And so it has to be attached to something. So vitamin B3 is one of the ways you can get it more permeable across the blood-brain barrier. So it helps stimulate the GABA system. So you have two in there that are stimulating the GABA system. You have one that's stimulating the CB1 and CB2 receptors of the cannabinoid system, the endocannabinoid system. And you have the, the fourth, which is the which is CBG, which is working on some additional receptors that help also with just the, the desensitization of the entire system and just helping relax you overall. So all very low dose. And the beautiful thing about it is that um, it turns your tongue orange. You know, of course, that's not <laughs> not very orange and not for very long. And it's really could be used any time of day, but we have people mostly using it in the evening time uh, to help wind down. It's a fantastic alternative to some of the other things that people use that may be more addicting, mm-hmm. uh, like alcohol and unfortunately other other substances that may be prescribed. And of course, you want to talk to your doctor about stopping any of your medicines. Uh, you don't have to talk to your doctor about stopping your alcohol. I promise they'll they'll be okay with it. Uh, but in general, it's a nice alternative to some of the things that we use to relax that may be more uh, tolerance that you might build up a tolerance to, might have more withdrawal to these things, this particular supplement, this particular formula uh, called Trocon has not, has none of those things. And so it's, we call it like, we have like your AM PM options. Like you can take the, the, the methylene blue and to help with mitochondrial optimization, you can help the, you can use the Trocon to help you relax at the end of the day, if you need to kind of wind down. You know, and then you, the blue canatine, which is the one with the stimulants and nicotine and caffeine is really great for like targeted getting shit done kind of thing, productivity, focus, memory, verbal fluidity. It's really good for three to four hours or five hours, depending on the person and, and how long it lasts, but typically around three to five hours. It really does help you get shit done. <laughs> It's really, it's when I ran out, I was like, damn it. So I'm excited to uh, get that reordered and provide some of these in my store so that people can enjoy them because these are great products and they are, um, they're potent. I mean, they really, they kick in fast. You know, it's interesting, the, the calm, the, the true calm that was, that's when I found it was I quit drinking in January. I, I decided I wanted to see what a full year of not drinking would do for me just to see. I wanted to, you know, I have a, I have a funny, I have, well, I live in wine country. I live out in the Willamette Valley of Oregon and I live in Pinot Noir country and it looks like a Hallmark card out here. And it's so beautiful and easy just to sit outside and drink the, and Pinot just goes down like water. <laughs> so my wife I, loves wine too. So we have, a, I, I understand. Well, it's, I, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, I've got 99 problems and I bet quitting drinking would solve all of them. <laughs> That's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> and I wanted to see what I could do because I'm sort of at the age and the hormonal status and the mitochondrial dysfunction where even the smallest amount of alcohol leaves me so just crunchy and messed up the next day. And for me, it's all about productivity. I am a highly motivated, highly ambitious, highly successful entrepreneur. And I was finding my productivity just dropping, dropping, dropping. And part of that was perimenopause and the shift of the hormones. And I, I accept that. Um, but it was really 
concerning to me. And I was like, I got to dial this in. And then after COVID, it became much more pronounced. And I was like, fuck this. I'm not, no, this is not happening. Dumpy middle-aged woman with a brain that doesn't work is not my brand. (laughs) No, it's not a good look. So I decided I had, and I was also struggling in the gym. I was stuck. I was just stuck in this like lull where I could not progress. My strength was not getting better. In fact, it was kind of backpedaling. My pain was increasing. So I quit the alcohol, ramped up the hyperbaric, can't wait to get more of your product in my mouth when I jump in there. And I think the combo will be really powerful. Um, One thing just to mention on the perimenopausal side, we have a very large contingent of perimenopausal women who use our product. And for the reasons that you've mentioned with a lot of the brain fog and and the fatigue that can happen the, as a result of some of those cycles. I mean, obviously working on your hormones and your gut and your, and your diet are extremely important. This is not a cure-all, but it's just something that can support as well. And I've been actually, when we were first testing the product about, we're almost two years old, the company and about two and a half years ago is when we started testing it. I was, we were actually testing it with a lot of perimenopausal women. I had no idea that that was going to be one of our main audiences. Initially, one of our initial groups of people that were really signing on and really loving the product were in that group for for the reasons you mentioned, for sure. It's disturbing when you are, I mean, I have, my brain is my prized possession and it's always been a really good brain for all the terrible things I've done to it. It's for all the head injuries and the alcohol and the whatever, you know, things I've done to it. I, I feel in the bad diet early on in my early years, I, I feel really proud of what my brain can do and the amount of content I can create, the creativity that flows with that, um, the amount of help I can bring to the world with that, you know, and I was finding myself in a really sort of depressed funk. And so, and I'll tell you when you handed me that trochee, it was the, um, what's the one with the stimulant? Blue canatine. Yeah. That's the one I took that turned that next morning that turned my mouth blue for hours. I was on fire. (laughs) I was on it. I was like, Tina is back. And I felt all my sass return to my body. You know, I was like, I'm good. I'm I'm going up because I'm at this conference and I'm feeling super antisocial. And I'm like, this is not a good mode for networking, you know? And so it was really I and I I say this not to be ass kissy, but I take a lot of supplements and I get a lot of supplements sent to me and I have access to a lot of great therapies and a lot of things. And I just I had been trying everything and I could not get out of it. So I had a few of those and that was when I used them specifically when I was in those funks, it was just like surefire. That's great. Yeah. That's stuff. And that's a real profound response and very common actually that we see now the blue mouth is sometimes an issue for people. And I, I, I can address that for a minute. I mean, so the idea with these trochees is that you put them in one, you should, what you, the, the way you're supposed to take them is put them in one side of your mouth on your, like between your cheek and your teeth and let it dissolve there until it finishes dissolving, which is typically about 15 to 30 minutes. If you do that, most of the time, only part of your tongue will turn blue, not the whole mouth. We have some remedies on our website, as well as on our Instagram page. If you don't want the blue to be so blue for so long, there are some things that you can do. Baking soda works really well, actually. So does vinegar. Uh, So does hot foods, coffee. Those things help make the blue go away faster. Just if, in case people say, I don't want my, my mouth to be blue or my tongue to be blue. And I, and I can understand that with the just blue, the one that is purely methylene blue, that one, as I mentioned, if you're looking for just the mitochondrial benefits and not so much the neurocognitive benefits specifically, then you can swallow those without having to, 
to let it dissolve in your mouth. So, but we often also say, Tina, that it's blue is the new smart. Come on. It's not yeah. <laughs> why my tongue is blue. It's why yours isn't. I like it. Join I the like club, it. right? Join the, the Smurf team. As I was going to say, say, it's a Smurf yeah. club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We used to call it Smurf nation and lots of jokes about <laughs> bluing yourself and everything you can imagine uh, from a sexual innuendo perspective, but we've been doing less of that <laughs> lately, but I was excited about them too, because I know about methylene blue in intravenous therapy, but if you, you know, similar to when you're giving someone an iron IV, if there's any kind of escape out of the vein, you really don't want to be pumping blue into somebody. And I, I'm sure that will dissipate at some point. But like, I don't I don't like putting colored substances into people's brain uh, veins, because you, you sometimes will have infiltration. And it's like, yeah, I, I mean, there's some interesting things that are happening with methylene blue in the IV. There's a, a couple guys that I know that are using IV methylene blue along with light low level light therapy mm-hmm. and some other, other products for you know, things like COVID and, and other viral infections as well. And seeing some really good success. I mean, in the medical world, we use it only really for uh, methohemoglobinemia, which is like carbon monoxide poisoning. And, and I have a friend of mine who's a transplant surgeon in, at where I trained at the university of Maryland. And what they'll do is they'll inject methylene blue dye into the bladder after their procedure to make sure they didn't do any punctures, didn't puncture the bladder at all. So it's used in those ways, but it's a fantastic anti-infective and mm-hmm. it's actually being used at high doses for things like sepsis because it actually helps at high doses. It becomes an oxidative stimulus. So it actually constricts down blood vessels. So somebody that's septic and which means their blood pressures will drop precipitously. You can use something like high dose methylene blue to help constrict their blood vessels and try to save them from, from the, the vascular uh, the, the vascular dilation that can happen under septic yeah. conditions and things. And so it's, it's a really versatile compound and it's actually the compound that was used because it also has some interesting neurotransmitter benefits. It actually acts as a monoamine oxidase inhibitor as well. Oh, and so okay. it's a, it can make people feel like a little bit better because it's going to help with some of the neurotransmitters, uh, serotonin and dopamine specifically floating around longer in the synaptic cleft and between the, the two neurons. But that's also important to mention because if you're taking an SSRI drug or a drug that has serotonin reuptake inhibition, you have to be careful with methylene blue because at least at high doses, the combination could potentially cause something called serotonin syndrome, which would be uncool. And you don't want to do that. So we use a very low amount of methylene blue in our product compared to what should likely call, cause that. But we still don't recommend that you combine methylene blue with any SSRI drugs at all. Now, some people that are more adventurous that are going to the jungle and taking things like ayahuasca and things like that, those have, um, typically they're using monoamine oxidase inhibitors that are naturally coming from plants. So you have to be careful as well if you're combining it with lots of psychedelic ceremonies yeah, as well. Plant so just medicine. be careful. Yeah, just okay. be careful there too. And then if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, methylene blue is also something that is contraindicated uh, as well. Got it. No, this is great. I like the idea of the trochee because the IV is a little, I mean, you're, you're, you're putting higher doses in people and it's going straight into their blood. So it's, this is is highly bioavailable. And so you don't have to have it in the IV to get a lot in the system with a a small amount that you're taking in orally. So if I give you 16 milligrams orally of methylene blue, which is in our just blue trochees, which is without the stimulants in it, and that you do 16 milligrams IV, it's almost the same thing. It's just how fast it's hitting the system. So 
just to give you a, a feel. And so that's why almost always oral methylene blue is a better option, unless you have a significant issue like you're like like you're very very sick and you need to be in a hospital, or or if maybe for some of these viral illnesses that they're looking at combining things like with light and with other compounds as well. But overall, I mean, oral methylene blues is extremely effective. I love it. I love it. This is such great information, Scott. I really appreciate you coming on and talking through this. I, uh, I wasn't sure how we were going to combine hyperbaric with methylene blue, but I think we did a good job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I always go back to my clinical practice and that's as a hyperbaric integrative hyperbaric physician who also is trying to educate doctors on a, a new framework of health and uh, has a company that helps with that path with the, the aspects of that path that are challenging sometimes, which is brain function and, and with, uh, with mitochondrial health and with, um, and with sleep from the thought rumination, anxiety, stress thing, it all goes together for me in my practice. And because I'm using all this stuff with my patients and, um, I'm a clinician at heart, but when it comes down to it, we need to help as many people as we can. And I'm only one person. So getting products out to help people, getting education out to help people, getting hyperbaric chambers into people's homes so that they can help people that this is all what I do. And so like on a personal level, I consult with people all across the world and they can find me through my website, drscottshare.com. And if they want to learn about how hyperbaric therapy can help them, how it can integrate with other things that they're doing, happy to chat, happy to work with you. That's, it's really what I love to do, but I also love to educate people on a greater level on how other practitioners and other doctors can learn what we're doing on the health optimization side and how we can use some of these supplements as well to help drive in some of those, you know, those cracks that you can find on that path to, you know, the optimizing your health. I like to call them like your little cheat codes, right? So like, like it's something in there, just kind of press it in there while you're trying to get to that next level. Right. And, um, you know, Dr. Ted, who I work with, he likes to call it democratizing enlightenment which I think is a really cool concept. The idea of, of just trying to find these little ways to just continue to, your path to optimizing your own health and your well-being and, and those around you, right? So maybe that's, it sounds like a lot for people, but in the end, it's really just trying to help you in, in my framework, which is what I've just described. So. I love it. And I love that at the end of the day, your your back history being a, a son of a chiropractor, it all, it all comes together. <laughs> that's what makes me so crazy. And then and have all these various these various things that I do on my fingers, right? There's not just, it's very multidimensional. We're very multiversal here. We do multi things at the same time because singular things don't help people most of the time, Yes, Uh, except the basic stuff like hydration and sleep and sunlight and grounding. And those are single things that can do a huge amount if you're not doing them. But in, in essence, even those aren't singular things. Those are all of those things mm-hmm. together and, and your daily practices that really matter. And that's really what gives you that oomph to be able to be the best person you can be and then help as many people if that's what you choose to do. Um, or you could just make money. If that's what you want to do, that's cool too. Uh, just You can always just donate some to my nonprofit or something. <laughs> 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 I love it. So they can find you on your website. You are on Instagram as well. Yes. At Dr. What? Scott Scherr. Yes. Okay. S-C-O-T-T-S-H-E-R-R. And then my website is, is drscottscher.com. And that'll, I think, redirect to all the places that I you can find me in things. So 
Perfect. I will make sure to have everything in the show notes as well. Well, it has been such a pleasure to get to know you and talk to you through all of this. This is fascinating. I cannot wait to get these products in my store. And I will, I'm sure I'll have questions for you along the way and um, get this out to the audience. So thank you so much, sir. We will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for having me, Tina. This has been great. And yeah, if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out. And I look forward to talking more when you have everything in your store and getting feedback from your patients and your clients and, and seeing how they have their experiences too. And, and some crazy different audiences that we didn't hear about. Like for example, to finish off, I heard that, that, uh, that truckers really would benefit from blue canatine. So we're working on truckers right now. So you never know. Yes, right? yeah. <laughs> let's get into the truckers. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody has any ideas, I'm always, I'm always game. So please. Um, but thank you. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Dr. Tina show. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram at Dr. Tina, that's D-R-T-Y-N-A and Dr. Tina 2.0, as well as visit my website at drtina.com. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and mixed by Chris McCone. The theme song is by John the Guilt. As always, you can email the show at podcast at drtina.com. And if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. See you next week. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practices of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. I am a doctor, but I am not your doctor. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and the materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content on this podcast is intended not to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice from any medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions.